We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Since the beginning of Weird Distractions, myself and former host Christy have offered bonus episodes in the month of October to celebrate the spookiness of the month and to count down to Halloween. Midweek Mini Spooks, being the mini-series we created, is available on every Wednesday in October. This year, since it's the first time I will be embarking in this series alone, I figured I would discuss reportedly haunted locations within Ontario, Canada. Although Ontario is not necessarily dubbed as haunted as other places within this floating rock we call Earth, it definitely has many haunted locations spread across the province. Each episode will cover one picked location, discuss the history and the haunts to get you in the spooky spirit of October. This won't be a regular Weird Distractions episode. No discussing distractions, no housekeeping or updates, just spookiness. So lock your doors, light your fall scented candles, and curl up with your favorite blanket as I take you through ominous Ontario. Plum Hollow, Ontario is located approximately an hour northeast from the city of Kingston. The small rural area had been reportedly settled sometime in the late 1700s by white European settlers and may have been inhabited prior to. According to the Rideau Lakes website, today Plum Hollow boasts a beautiful landscape of hills and valleys and many acres of this land is considered farmland. This picturesque area has an interesting past and no, I'm not referencing the former Plum Hollow Cheese Factory. The past of Plum Hollow, some may consider, is borderline magical. This magic begins with a woman named Jane Elizabeth Martin. According to the writings of Andrew King, Jane was born sometime within 1794 in Cork, Ireland. Her mother may have been a Spanish gypsy, however unsure if this means she was considered part of the Gitanos or Romani cultures. Jane's father apparently was a colonel in the British army. At a young age, Jane reportedly felt that she possessed what many would call a sixth sense. By definition, a sixth sense is an intuitive power greater than the five senses humans typically possess. With this said, Jane had a some form of mystery or mystic about her. Being the youngest of seven children, she not only stood out as the baby of the family, but perhaps as even being different. As Jane got older, she found herself in an arranged marriage. Her arrangement was set, however, Jane's heart belonged to somebody else. The classic narrative unfolded. Jane's father disapproved of the man Jane truly loved, so Jane and her lover eloped and immigrated to what was previously called Upper Canada. Jane's love was named David Barnes, and accounts claim that he was a shoemaker. The couple would go on to have nine children, with the family eventually settling in the village of Plum Hollow. Fun fact, the township at the time was called Bastard Township. 
Unfortunately, David would leave Jane and their children, which meant that Jane would be forced to take care of the family on her own. The supports for single mothers back in the 17 and 1800s were nowhere near where they are today, and I can imagine Jane felt the world on her shoulders. Tuning inward, Jane decided to bring her sixth sense into her own independent workforce. According to reports, Jane began tapping into her abilities by way of fortune-telling and reading tea leaves. She would reportedly charge her customers 25 cents each. Using a questionable inflation calculator, this may be about $6 in 2022. Jane, often referred to as Mother Barnes, had a reputation that spread outside of Plum Hollow. In review of the North County Public Radio blog, people allegedly traveled from all over the country and even from northern New York to consult with her. Jane would even provide assistance when it came to relocating livestock and with human-related crime cases. For example, a man named Morgan Doxtater had reportedly disappeared in Charleston Lake about 25 minutes south of Plum Hollow. Using her alleged abilities, Jane was able to direct the searchers to the place where his murdered body was found. Jane would also become involved with one of the most well-known Canadian leaders with her abilities. Jane reportedly once met with a Kingston-based lawyer named John A. MacDonald. John had aspirations to lead the land and went to Jane to have his fortune read. Jane Jane allegedly told John that he would eventually become the leader of a new country. She also told him that his new country's capital would be at what was then known as Bytown, a lumber town. John probably had hope fill his heart as he left Jane's. In 1867, the Dominion of Canada was formed. Bytown would eventually be renamed as Ottawa and would become the capital city. Eerily enough, Sir John A. Macdonald would, as Jane loosely predicted, become the first prime minister of the new country. Eventually, Jane's time on the physical earth came to an end when she passed away in 1886. She was in her early 90s when she died, and according to the Ottawa Rewind website, Jane would be buried in an unmarked grave. However, later she received a proper headstone by locals. The the original log cabin home of Jane still stands on a gravel road called Mother Barnes Road south of Smith's Falls. It's not clear to me if this home may still possess the lingering powers of Jane, but it does provide a reminder that life may be more magical than you think. Thank you to my resources for today's midweek mini spook episode, including Rideau Lake's website, the Ottawa Rewind website, Wikipedia, the Merriam-Webster website, North County Public Radio blog, and an inflation calendar website. You can find these resources in today's show notes. If you've enjoyed today's Weird Distractions episode, please consider telling your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone else who will listen about the show. You can tell them to find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, and many more. If you're streaming the show on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review. This helps the show out for free by letting others know that it's worth listening to. Another way to support the show for free and to never miss an update is to follow along on the show's various social media accounts. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My handle is at WeirdDistractI1 and TikTok. If you want to financially support the show and get yourself a little something extra each month, why not join one of the two tiers over on Patreon? Each month you get exclusive content such as bonus episodes and series, the Weird Destinations travel posts, plus early access to the regular feed episodes. You can find out which tier is best suited for you by going to patreon.com slash weirddistractions. 
podcast. Shout out to my current patrons, aka my weird little family members, Tom, Bailey, Angela, John, Alicia, Lynn, Sissy, Shadow, Courtney, and Cheryl. I love you all and appreciate your ongoing support of Weird Distractions. If you're unable to support the show on a monthly basis, but still want to support it maybe as a one-time donation, check out the show's merch over on Redbubble or sign up for a one-time donation over on Buy Me A Coffee. Lastly, I want to hear from you. As some long-time listeners may recall, Christy and I released two listener story-based episodes called Listener Distractions. I'd love to keep doing this series and hear all of your weird tales of ghostly encounters, unexplainable events, and too close to home true crime stories. You can email me your tales at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. As well, send me feedback. If there are any corrections that need to be made after today's episode, let me know. And as always, if you need a distraction, I got you. Bye. Bye.